0: Welcome back to Don't Look Under the Bed. And for those of you joining us for the first time, welcome in. We hope that you will subscribe, share, and review the show. This week, we welcome Bruce Jordan. He's the managing partner of Hotel Guest Management. He is a hotel revenue expert and specializes in reviving failing properties. Bruce once rescued and saved a hotel from foreclosure and was dubbed the MJ of hotels. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to Don't Look Under the Bed. I'm Robin. And I'm Nikki. And today our special guest is Bruce Jordan, the MJ of hotels. Hey, Bruce, welcome to Don't Look Under the Bed.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here.
0: Listen, you, you are everywhere, man. And so I thought it was important to have you on because obviously you have the uh, number 14 uh, podcast in the uh, the top 30, according to International Hospitality Institute. And I was thinking, why have we not had Bruce on the show? I just couldn't figure it out. And then I said, well, let me just call him and find out. So here we are. And we so appreciate your time. Um, we have a lot to cover. So uh, we always like to start with your journey so if you can give us like a quick overview of your hospitality journey and you know what brings you up to now with all the things that you're doing
1: oh sure sure actually uh, I, I started off at a at a small hotel 300 room property luxury hyatt and uh, i was hired as a as a temp believe it or not doing accounts payables in the accounting department and then and within a year i became the uh, second in the ch- second in charge at that particular hotel,
0: okay,
1: uh, yeah, and uh, it's 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 crazy because I the hotel was making so much money um, that uh, eventually I uh, I guess I caught the eye of I H G, and I H G said, hey, you know what? Come on, come on down here to Atlanta. We can use somebody like you. Mm-hmm. And uh, then that's when I uh, went over there uh, to I H G corporate, and uh, at the time, I think um, Steve Porter was the CEO. And what I loved about Steve is that he believed, and uh, he believed one, he believed in leadership. Until he, he believed in passing the lessons down on. Mm-hmm. So um, he he started at a mentorship program, and you had to be really good to get in that mentorship mm-hmm. program. So I was able to uh, work with a, a lot of the executive team, um, with Tom Oliver and Steve and and everybody else. So. You know, if it wasn't for that mentorship program, a lot of the things that I've seen and I know I probably wouldn't know if it wasn't, you know, for Steve. So,
2: wow. Wow.
0: okay. so tell me about that uh, mentorship program and what is it that what was like the criteria? If you have any idea, like what were the top three things that they would look for in a candidate, you know, since it was so tough to get into that program?
1: Well, let me just give you an idea my boss and my boss's boss was not part of the mentorship program. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah, And I was really <laughs> young. I had to be like 22 years old at the time. Okay. So, uh, you know, I was always really, really good with numbers. I was always mm-hmm. really good with computers. And, you know, of course, I, I come from a, a humble beginning. So I always, I didn't have that, that edge that a lot of people that mm-hmm. didn't come from a a humble background yeah um had so I was I was open uh to learning new things and didn't think I knew everything you know uh you know unlike you know the the other people so Mm -hmm. the criteria that you had to meet is uh you had to hit your you had to hit your numbers okay um and you had to really really go all out when it came to uh to doing your job and yeah you know, a lot of times I will, I will, you know, come in early. I would get up at four o'clock in the morning and stay late. And Oh, and yeah.
0: You were that guy. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I was, that, yeah. I, was, I was that crazy guy. <laughs> Go back for a minute to the humble beginnings, because I kind of know a little bit about your story um, and what motivates and drives you. Give us just a taste of that hunger that you had. I mean, like literally hunger. And when you yeah. said. To the point where you're like, okay, I am never going to be broke ever in my life. Talk about that.
1: Absolutely. Well, um, I, I grew up in a, a, the urban area in New Jersey. And uh, unfortunately, you know, my parents got divorced as a, at a very young age and they had three kids and uh, it was some hard times for my parents. Yeah. Sure. Um, so uh, my, my, my mom ended up putting me up for, for adoption and into foster care. Uh, at a very young age. Yeah. I think I had to be like 4 5 years old. Oh, wow. And I knew then one of the main reasons why I went to foster care is because we didn't have any money. <laughs> wow. So when I came out of that foster home, I said I'm never coming back to this place. Yeah. So I raked leaves, I shoveled snow, I had a paper route, I sold candy, I washed cars. I did everything I had to do. That makes mm-hmm. sure I did not go back to that foster home. So, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people, they don't usually pay bills until they get to their 20s. And I was paying light bill, water bill, <laughs> electric bill, rent, you know, when I was at a very, very young age. Wow. wow. So, yeah.
0: Wow. That, that shook me, you know, when I, when, I, uh, when I heard that. And now I see where, you know, where the drive comes from and the hunger and then like you wanting to know the numbers and <laughs> how does this work yes how does this <laughs> work how, does how this can work? i make sure that i always have money in my pocket so mm-hmm. yeah love that
2: go ahead nikki just and inc- i just incredible i yeah. mean just when when so you so you went through the mentorship program and like you said your your own boss or your boss's boss so you were already identified when you were with IHD. Yeah. Correct, correct. Yes,
1: so where did that take you from there? Oh my God, I uh, when you're able to see, like, cause they were IHD, they looked the, like 16 property properties on you at that time. So you're able to see why all the properties are failing and why all the properties Ooh. are succeeding because you have <laughs> all the numbers right in front of you. Mm-hmm. You can mm-hmm. identify the operation issues and compare it to other properties and see how they're, how they're stacked. You can look at the, the sales and the revenues and compare it to um, the staff that is there, the management and see why everything is falling apart or why everything is coming together. So looking at things on a larger scale is easy to see the battlefield versus being at one property and all you see you barely see your own numbers half the time
0: Wow okay that that paints a picture because you know like we work that makes one, sense yeah <laughs> that we, we both work at like one <laughs> one hotel so now seeing it from a bird's eye looking down and seeing all that that makes perfect sense okay
2: Wow. Absolutely. It, so when you see these properties and you see this is working here, this isn't working over here, then what what happens next?
1: you know it, it, it's like uh you're able to see the futures it's, it's kind of weird because it will you'll see a change in management and a failing property to start to to turn around. Ah. So that lets you know that okay, that team was together a little too long and they started getting complacent and then they start taking their position for granted and then they start when especially when you start letting in some of the bad seats mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. uh no matter no matter what hotel you you you're at everybody's had that one employee that wanted to burn it down with themselves in the building <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> yeah that's true. <laughs> what do we call that co-worker? Because we had that episode a few Ooh. episodes back. The co cowork- the co-workers. <laughs> oh my goodness. We didn't have that one though, the burn it down guy.
1: Yeah, they just they just want to see it crumble. Like yeah. what you work yeah. for? Like, how are you gonna get paid yeah. if the business fails? I don't, I don't get it.
0: The you negative know, like- person, the always negative person, and the one that's just kind of schlepping through the day. And doesn't really care about anything. And mm-hmm. the drawer was $50 short. Okay, so what?
1: You know, our yeah, guests left were.
0: mad. Who cares?
1: Yeah. That <laughs> they're, gonna, they're gonna start a revolution. I'm like, against the man. I'm like, you are the man, you You're are the manager. The
0: ba- yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. So speaking about reviving failing properties and um, you know, you've worked at some tough locations and you were able to turn it around. What is the secret sauce? Walk us through that process when you get there. And like you, you've mentioned before, you know, with drugs and prostitution or just all kind of weird activity. How do you turn a, turn a property like that around? What steps do you take?
1: Well, first and foremost, you have to weed out all the, the bad apples. You have uh, uh, some of those properties are extended stay. A little. Other properties are, they don't have the right policies and procedures set okay, in place to, sure, to you know, like like over here in Florida, you have some hotels, and the guest is local, they won't let them stay there.
2: Oh, ah. yeah,
1: they won't let them stay there at all. Okay, so they have to. Because you figure a,
0: there's something for Casey going on.
1: There you go. If,
0: if they if they live two blocks away, there and you go, and, and they want to pay cash. <laughs> And they keep extending.
1: There you go. With an okay. ID from Cuba. Um. Oh, goodness.
0: Oh, Lord. Okay. Yeah.
1: There's a story.
0: Okay. <laughs> All right. So you have to put in uh, some SOPs, put in some policies first and foremost. Right. Correct. Okay. And then what? Correct.
1: Next thing is you have to really focus on the operations and what is calling the calling the operation to fail. Sometimes a lot of it is is maintenance issues that they don't know how to get fixed okay. at a reasonable price. Sure. So you have all these maintenance mm-hmm. issues and they're thinking they have to pay um, thirty thousand dollars when they really only have to pay five thousand mm-hmm. dollars because they just don't know any better. Mm -hmm. Um, And finally, of course, is the hardcore and in the the, the root of it all is, uh, you know, it's housekeeping. Housekeeping is the the heart of the hotel. And a lot of times housekeepers, they really don't feel appreciated. And there is really no reward in it for them, whether they do a good or a bad job. Yeah. So once you put together a reward program for your housekeeper saying, hey, this is the job that you're doing, but this is what you can get and this is Mm -hmm. what you can do. If Mm -hmm. we come as a team and we work together.
0: That makes perfect Mm -hmm. sense. And
2: And, and Incentivize. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. That's huge. Correct. Correct. Because I mean, if you're a good kid and you get a whooping and if you're a bad kid, you're getting a whooping, you're still going to get a whooping. So you might as well just be bad. So (laughs) what's what's in it for them? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Mm.
0: Okay. So what was the most challenging um, part of that or, you know, turning that around, you know, like the drugs and and you know whatever how do you what was
1: the the the, the, the hardest hard part. part was dealing with the a lot of times it's dealing with the court system and dealing with the government um okay. i had to process over 30 evictions uh when wow yeah yeah and and each eviction is like $250 okay. and just dealing with the process of that because um over here in in this area in florida they have a law that if a guest stays there one night, and they have no other place to go, they become a permanent resident, and you have to evict them. Oh, and that's uh, yeah, yeah. And a lot of and, and a lot of the the, the undesirables know it.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: what they do is they stay there. They get a they pay cash. They try to come up with a prepaid credit card, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, uh, they a couple and they stay. And they spread
0: the word to all their friends.
1: Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. wow. Mm-hmm. And, okay. And next thing you know, you got to you're dealing with a guests that you got to evict. So they'll be there for, you know, another three weeks or four weeks or so on and so forth. Wow. That's like the perfect scam. Yes, <laughs> for
0: real. I had no idea. I've been in hotels yeah. over 30 years and I mean, I've seen some stuff, but never to the point where you had to evict someone like that and get the courts involved and and like half the hotel had to be thrown out.
1: Yeah. Wow. That's yeah, amazing. Was, okay. It was, it was tough. And then All right, get I see why really right cool. now you're they the, the really MJ cool of hotels. See that? <laughs> oh, that's right. They do. Cause they're like
0: family at that point, extended stay, your family. And, hey, 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 Hey. And you know, and you, and you give people a little bit extra grace because they come down to the desk with their stories and well, you know, and then my check is going to come in, but I got you. You know, and then the front desk person is like, okay.
1: Yeah, trying you know. to give them free nights and and, and adjusting their bill <laughs> yeah. and give them credit. So I'm like, hold on. Yeah. If you like him that much and you yeah. want to help him out that much, take him home with you. Like, Do, that. <laughs> Do that. Do <laughs> that.
0: Yeah, I knew somebody that was that would use somebody else's like uh, rewards card to get people the free rooms. Wow. Um. So I was like, okay, that's, that's what <laughs> That's a little bit shady. I didn't. Who thinks of that kind of stuff? But right, they're out there. Yeah. But they're out there. So switching gears, you have not one but two podcasts: True Leaders and Hotel Insiders. What's the difference?
1: True Hotel Leaders is the the leaders that that have the knowledge and wisdom uh, that needs to be passed down to our industry. That was one thing that always. Um, got to me about mm-hmm. working in ISG corporate is how do you do this at the property level? Like there's some mm-hmm. people that, you know, cause the people at the property level is going to be our future VPs and That's CEOs. Right. And CEOs. Right. How do you reach out to them and get them the knowledge and wisdom that they need to become effective leaders
2: mm-hmm.
1: and to solve and handle all these problems that yeah. are forever changing our industry? Sure. Um, I just happened to, I just, if I wasn't at the corporate office, I wouldn't have got the opportunity. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I created True Hotel Leaders is mm-hmm. um, so that the, there's a platform for the, ho- the hotel leaders of today to yeah. lead the hotel leaders of tomorrow where leaders can teach leaders.
0: That's awesome. And I love that podcast, by the way. I mean, you have some great guests on there with some real sage advice and um, I love it. Tell us about uh, Hotel Insiders.
1: The Hotel Insider is a uh, is is a little bit more informative about how things work inside of a particular hotel or a particular company or maybe something new to the industry mm-hmm. that we need inside a hotel. Okay. So ah. that's why I create a Hotel Insider so we can always have the inside scoop of what's going on because not all ah. leaders are informed uh, yeah. uh, about what's going on. So yeah. you know. That that's what uh that's what hotel inside is about. It's about getting the the, the newest, latest and greatest information and material to uh, to bring your hotel to the next level. That's awesome. And so
0: you have that going on. Uh and you have a book too. I mean, what MJ of hotels really? What, you, you're doing a whole bunch of. You're, right you're busy. You're <laughs> busy. So your book is hotel uh revenue bible. Tell us about mm. that.
1: The, the hotel revenue Bible is, um, is it's a book that's never been written before. And I feel like every hotel in the, the world needs a lot of the problems that you have at hotels is revenue issues. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and the main reason is because no one really teaches revenue. And when they do teach it, it's like separate. When you separate revenue, nobody knows where the ball is going. Yeah. So you need the flow as a team. So what the Hotel Revenue Bible does, it gives you all the information you need to help your property generate more revenue from revenue management, digital marketing, SEO, social media, Mm -hmm. how to run ads, sales, meeting rooms, catering, F&B, front desk, you name it, it's in the book. Okay, so let me I order that. my copy
0: of right, the, right now, the hotel. Because as I mentioned before, I know what my goal is, but I'm not that well versed. And I mean, I can read the star report, but in terms of creating revenue streams and incremental revenue and, and things like that, I, I need to know. So I will be it's, getting, I will be getting that book.
2: Well, and it's interesting that you put it like that because it, it is all encompassing. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you hear revenue management, like my mind immediately turns to, oh, I need to ask them for a rate. <laughs> like yeah. that's it Immedi- that's, yeah. that's, that's my scope yeah. of mm-hmm. revenue, or like you said, or okay, let's see on the star report, let's see who was doing what mm-hmm. you know, around us, but not thinking. This is all revenue management, whether right. the group comes in, are they going to use the restaurant? Are they going to use the bars? Uh, yeah. What kind of ancillary revenue can we get off mm-hmm. of them? That's all revenue management. Right.
0: All I hear <laughs> when you say revenue management is I need to do a displacement analysis. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you, so scary. You, My God. I don't know why. <laughs> like, it's just it. It brings a feeling in yeah. me when I hear revenue oh, yeah. management it's, it's visceral. And, and I tell people like, I'm like, dude, I've been in this industry. We used to like throw darts and pick a rate. Like if there was no, there was no science, you know, we're like, well, how, how many rooms you need? What day of
1: the week did it?
2: Mm, that sounds good. What's your answer to all that, Bruce? What's your answer to all that? You know,
1: it's, what's so funny. Even, even the, uh, the, some of the best revenue managers, they don't realize that nine times out of 10, they're looking at the wrong rate. They're oh. so busy looking at prices that when they really should be doing is looking at percentages. And when I say percentages, I mean the the percentage of conversion when it comes to your website and traffic because every hotel has this this window, this booking window where it increases or when it's dead. So unless you figure out that booking window where it'd be from four o'clock to seven o'clock, that's when you really have more influence over the amount you could charge and, and w- where your rate should be. Cause that's your window. Wow. So they're so busy looking at the rates of uh, their hotel compared to everybody else's. They're not realizing that, you know, it's prime time and a lot of times they miss out on it. So. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I love
2: that. So yeah. the, so the rates, it's not necessarily flat one rate. It may be from five to seven, we're doing this from, you know, 730 to nine or midnight. We're doing this midday. We need to be over here.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So it can, it can constantly be changing.
1: It, it will, I change rates sometimes five times a day, five, six times a day. And uh, I, I actually was at a hotel and their, uh, their percentage of bookings on Expedia Increased by four hundred percent. Oh wow! Wow! They just didn't know what they were doing. Like they were they were taught the same way everybody else was taught. So, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm ready for the book to roll out. Right. Mean, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that we're we're gonna be. I'm ready to bust open the revenue bible. <laughs> so yeah. No more darts. No more darts. Bruce, talk to us about hotel do's and don'ts.
1: Ah, you know, um, hotel management do's and don'ts was actually created by my wife. Um, she's brilliant. Yes, she sure was at the time. I remember I was, uh, I was watching all these, these shows. I was watching all these, uh, hotel turnaround shows, hotel hell, hotel Mm -hmm. impossible and inspector. And, and I was like, how come none of these people look like me? Like (laughs) (laughs) that part. Yeah. Yeah. you know, I, I know a, a lot of people that look like me that's in the mm-hmm. hotel industry. They don't. They don't have their own show. What's going right. on? Right. Um, and my father always said you can either cry about it or you could do something about it. Mm-hmm. And I cried about it for a couple of months, and then, uh, <laughs> and then my, my well, I was staying at a hotel, and uh, I just happened to know the uh, the GM, and and my wife uh, who was my girlfriend at the time she said, you know what? Why don't we just shoot the hotel and do a show? I said, let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. And that's how hotel management do's and don'ts was born. I, I I wanted a show that will that will help us during COVID because mm-hmm. I felt like a lot of people, um, including myself at the time, one, they really didn't know what to do yeah. as far as COVID because it was so new. Mm-hmm. So they were really getting beat up on.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, mm-hmm. and they didn't know the, the tips and tricks they needed to do with uh with less resources. For me, it comes naturally because I've had less resources, you know, yeah. since I was a kid yeah. and I and I had to figure it out. Um, but for people that have that's always been in the in, in the green, um, it it's, it's a little bit more difficult for them. Mm-hmm. So that was re- the reason why we recreate a hotel management do's and don'ts. Yeah. And it, what, what was crazy is that we got we got a lot of traffic from guest because the oh. guests no one had anything on youtube hotels don't shoot youtube videos they
0: don't <laughs> and they hardly ever they're just now getting into ig and stuff like that mm-hmm. just now like very mm-hmm. very recent but yeah all that stuff is free
1: free marketing right and that they don't take advantage of no. so yeah our stuff was the only thing that they had yeah so that's what really made the the show a pretty big hit is because yeah. guests will look at the show and they're like okay, we need to look for this. We need to look mm-hmm. for that. All right, I like this about this hotel because, you know, they don't show it and it's, it's nice mm-hmm. and raw and it's, it's a separate opinion from, yeah. you know, polished marketing, I guess.
0: Yeah. Right. The perfect what was the, picture. What was the pushback, if any, when you started like um, I started reviewing I, when you like started reviewing these hotels, did they know that you were coming in? Were you a secret shopper or were you just busting in with
1: cameras going,
0: look at over there
1: <laughs> in the beginning <laughs> I was a secret shopper they had no idea okay and uh I remember uh the first and first season one the Radisson had actually won and the reason why they won was because they had such high COVID standards mm-hmm. um and they didn't even know because we're just coming in and shoot I yeah. say hi I'm like perfect yeah. they don't know who I am <laughs> I will book the room under another name like yeah <laughs> yeah but but towards the end we, we started getting a lot of hotels um that hey like hey we want you to come check out our hotel okay of your show you know the the guests talk about you so you know come check us out so yeah
2: wow that's that's interesting that they in a sense said come on let's pull the curtain back and and let's take you know let's let you take a look and and point out to us here's what we're doing well here's what we where we could use a little help
1: I think it was, it was more like the, 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 the numbers, the rumors about the numbers were spreading because what the video does, it gives the hotel influence. So I have a, I have a video of a Cambria hotel. It has about 3000 views, close mm-hmm. to 3000 views. They charge two to $300 a night. Even if it's a 30% conversion rate, you're, you, you're, you're, talking about 900 reservations. hmm you know, times $300 a night. Yeah. And even if the, even the the cost is ridiculous. So yeah, you're really maximizing your revenue when you, when you rely on video. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I think they started looking at the numbers and said, we, this guy knows what he's doing. So let's go ahead and and bring him in. (laughs) That's awesome. awesome.
2: So
0: what do you have (laughs) planned for, uh, for
1: season four? We're shooting season four now. Okay. Uh, we have we have a couple of really good hotels. One of the hotels is uh, actually the number one double tree in America.
0: Ah. Oh, come on, Kyle.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. reading reading
2: Pennsylvania. We Kyle. know, that's
0: our Kyle friend. Call we me. we yeah. absolutely adore him. Um, I tell you, he he is he is fantastic, and I'm so happy that he's there with, with Craig Poole.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Kyle Kyle knew. He was like, "Hey man, come on down. We, we yeah. already know what's what's going to happen." I'm like, yeah. "All right, perfect." Uh and the other one was uh we have a a Hilton. We have a Hilton in uh, Cancun, Mexico. Oh. A, yeah, Canopy. It's a Canopy. Oh. That's yeah. so sad
0: you got to go to Cancun. <laughs>
1: wow.
0: Shoot some footage. Go down there for work. <laughs> My heart's bleeding for you, bro. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that was pretty Good fun. That you. was a beautiful beach, boy. Oh Wee. yeah.
0: That's awesome. Good for <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah. So, as we move into these summer months, um people are traveling, you know, they're driving to destinations, they might be doing staycations in their own town, um or flying out, you know, whatever. What uh are a couple tips for hotels to actually capture some incremental revenue while um, while guests are there enjoying their their properties or resorts or wherever they are.
1: Well, one if you especially if you have F and B, try to keep the guests in house in the hotel. Yeah. You know, uh, the first thing you need as soon as they check in, the first thing you need to be doing is texting them the menu.
0: Yeah. You
1: know, get them to the bar. Buy one, get one. Especially Mm -hmm. when it comes to drinks, you know, when you're, when your beverage cost is running you 20 to 25%, and your food costs is, is for some properties is running, you know, 30 to 35%, you know, if, if, if I have to sacrifice a drink, you know, to, to sell a higher price item. Nobody has one drink.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Who has one drink? There you Nobody go. No go one I know. Has, yeah. No <laughs> right.
1: yeah. So if, if you, if you have that, that, that magnet, just to lure them down there into the, into the bar area, into the restaurant area, make it happen. Go ahead and sacrifice your, yeah. your, uh, your beverage costs and just SMP it. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. I had an
0: interesting thing happen to me. I was in New York um, last month for graduation. And so, It wasn't a resort fee, but it was like a $30 per day added onto my bill already, Mm. you know? And so I'm looking at it going, well, why? And then they say, oh, okay. You have a $30 credit that you can use each day here at the hotel. Um, And I'm like, okay, so I could use it in the restaurant or at Starbucks or whatever, but it was kind of like the room rate. And then this thirty dollars that they charged me per day that I needed to use while I was there, so I had one hundred and twenty dollars that I spent at the hotel. Is that smart?
1: No. <laughs>
0: <Okay>. <laughs> and yes. tell me why, because I was just like, I don't understand the concept.
1: But- well, one, if, if by doing that, of course, you know your your costs are gonna your costs are gonna go up unless your your rates are four or five hundred dollars a night. It, it just really doesn't make sense just for to run a promotion like that I would mm. have to double the prices on on, on my menu items huh,
0: just so that the
1: credit will run out faster yeah because um, mm-hmm. okay. you're, you're taking a major major hit right um, okay it would have been easier for them just to give you that a $30 or or, or $50 gift card towards your next day at checkout. So that you, can, you can actually get this so back.
0: back. Exactly. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll give you their name when we, uh, when we're done and then you can call them <laughs> and say, listen, what you're doing is not working because <laughs> I was staying on the employee rate. And even though well, yeah, because the employee rate was like 109 or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, not bad. I mean, it was Times Square where everything was like over $600 that weekend. Um, but yeah, I thought that was weird to charge me Thirty dollars per day, and I needed to
1: use it in the hotel. But anyway, now if if you have that type of rate, if it's if you're at six hundred dollars a night, then yeah, thirty dollars it's not going to kill you.
0: Yeah,
1: you know, but you know, in New Jersey, I think the rate is probably a hundred and fifty bucks, two hundred mm-hmm. bucks. So that right. that thirty dollars can can hurt. Yeah, a lot. Yeah.
0: So how else can they capture uh, some incremental revenue? You you said food and beverage, and to make sure that they're connecting with the guests prior to check-in, right? To make sure that they have the menu and that they know about the $10
1: hamburger special or whatever it is, right? What else? Correct. Can you do? Correct. You know, what's surprising is that um a lot of what, what a lot of hotels don't know is that people are looking for places to shoot um, movies and videos mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And there's actually a website where you can list your hotel room, meeting room, so they can come in and shoot.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, shoot a scene, mm-hmm. and it's not like they actually staying in a room, using the room, but they will they will pay three, four hundred dollars just yeah. to come in and shoot. And no hotel is listed on there, so you're right, right, you're, you're, wow, you're, 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 yeah, no, no, no hotels are listed on there. It's all like Airbnbs and stuff. Airbnbs is yeah. making a killing off the website.
0: Oh yeah. Okay. That's interesting.
1: That's I worked downtown town.
0: Houston at a, um, and it had a rooftop bar. And so it was very popular for, um, engagement photos and picnic shots and, you know, a lot, a lot of influencer type, um, events. And so they got smart and says, okay, well, let's start charging for this because people are just, they're just showing up with a photographer and, uh, we're like, oh no, we're going to have to, we, we need to have some
2: sort of process. So mm-hmm. I totally get it. That's great. It's like hidden, hidden money, you know, yeah. money that's, yeah. that you can get that you don't
1: realize is there.
0: Passive, Passive income.
1: It <laughs> was so funny because um uh, Rick Ross had bought Holyfield's house mm. and Holyfield's house. And he makes more money uh, for renting out the renting house it out, yeah, for rat videos. Yeah, <laughs> he makes like 10 grand, you know, uh, 10 grand a take just for renting out the house for rat videos and stuff. And he was wow. like, it was the best investment he ever made.
0: That is crazy. Wow. Yeah, so as we get ready to wrap, what is your career advice for anyone? Um, I know we talked about the future leaders of hospitality, but what about people that are maybe already in, uh, a role and they want to, you know, maybe switch gears and go from sales to revenue management or from operations to sales or what, what's your, how do you, uh, prepare to switch gears?
1: Start volunteering. Yeah. Start voluntary, especially if you're your salary. Yeah. Because you. Uh, what, what, what's, what, what's crazy is that people will pay $200,000 for school. Yeah. And then still come out of school and have to train to learn how to do a specific job. Mm-hmm. And then they're at the job mm-hmm. and they can learn how to do that job, but they want to get paid the same money that the previous person was getting paid mm. or a job that they don't know, don't know. and yeah. don't have any experience at. Yeah. Mm. So I like that, that was, that always baffled me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So start volunteering mm-hmm. one. If you're, you're at the, if, if you're at a hotel, you can do anything. When the hotel business, yeah. you can do anything. Mm-hmm. If even if it's just one day a week, one hour, hour a week, Someone would take you under the wing and say, "All right, I'm going to teach you this, and it's going to be a lot of grunt work. It's going to, it's going to, it's going to be a little frustrating. Um, but if you really want to learn, just start volunteering. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure someone at the at your location will be more than happy to take you under the wing. I love wow,
2: that. that's great advice. Mm-hmm. I think I experienced a little bit of that working through the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I learned a whole bunch of jobs. Yeah, <laughs>
0: Nikki was a barista. <laughs> she made she's like a sandwich maker. <laughs> she's the head panini presser. <laughs> yeah, oh, that was my great. Goodness. I yeah. learned some stuff in um in engineering. Learned how to read like the hot water boiler room thingy. And uh, yeah, so yeah, we learned a lot during the pandemic.
2: Yeah, I great. always tell the restaurant if y'all ever in a situation and y'all need a barista, yeah, I got your back. I got your back. <laughs> I, I got your back. I can I can pump out the frappuccinos. I can do all of it. Lattes whatever y'all need. I am here. Just let me know.
1: (laughs) And that's what makes you indispensable because who are you going to keep the the person that just knows how to do one thing Mm -hmm. or the person that knows how to do everything, you know, who's more valuable. That's awesome.
2: Yeah. I worked in housekeeping too, but I I was not very good. (laughs)
0: Listen, we all know our gifts. (laughs) Yeah. That was not for me. And that's not one of them. (laughs) It is the hardest job in the hotel. I tell you that. That's for sure. Yes. for sure. And now yes. they're
1: starting to see that they're starting to get the the fruits of the desserts. They're really starting to get yeah. their, their pay increases mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah, that that's And I'm true. happy to see that.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Absolutely.
0: Wonderful. So give us your, uh, you know, bring out your crystal ball and give us your outlook for the future of the industry. What are you seeing?
1: Within six months to a year, we're going to go through another recession. Um <sighs> Even if it's just the mini one, we're gonna yeah. go through recession, so we have to start preparing for it now. Mm-hmm. Um, hotels are gonna have to embrace technology just to get a little bit leaner, and yeah. uh, the other thing is they're gonna have to renegotiate the terms with a lot of their vendors and even mm-hmm. get more vendors. So right now, if you're you're at net ten, you're gonna have to you know try to push it to net thirty, net forty five. Um, at least, especially with the new vendors that you're bringing on, mm-hmm. because you're going to have to be able to control your cash flow. Who's
0: at Net Ten though?
1: I, I listen. I, I don't I even at, know. <laughs> <laughs> I, wow. I, a lot. Some food vendors are at Net Ten. Surprisingly. Wow. Okay. Um, but I, I was at a. I was at this property uh, that I that they gave me to, to turn around. It was actually the same property that I that I increased the Expedia bookings by 400. They were bankrupt. Wow. They were bankrupt um, um, when they brought me in and uh, and they were in the middle of renovation. They had like twenty three down rooms. I got there. I got them back up to damn near 90 percent. Wow. And um, they were bankrupt and everything was COD. Yeah, of course. Everything yeah, I've been at
0: COD. properties where they're like they have the whole pallet and they're like, OK, you need to give me a check or this stuff goes back on the truck.
1: Yeah. But Yeah, yeah. for sure. And I was able to take this bankrupt property and give them lines of credit at with multiple vendors. Yeah. The
2: turnaround.
0: Wow. The turnaround. So Bruce, tell us something that we, uh, we probably haven't asked that we should, you know, share with
1: our listeners. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Besides the book, of course, (laughs) (laughs) Um, that is, that is coming out. Um, we do uh, we a lot of revenue management marketing. Uh, you see it with Expedia. People don't understand how Expedia really and Booker.com really works. They're not a hotel company. Right. They're not a, they're they're 100% marketing company. Mm-hmm. They will make 9 billion dollars and spend 8 billion on marketing. Wow. Meanwhile, I was just at a hotel not too long ago. They wanted to go from 700000 700, to oh. 900000 and their marketing budget was $200. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow. How's okay.
0: that going
1: to happen? You know, wow. it, just doesn't, okay. it doesn't make any sense. So no. in, the, uh, in the future, what I what I would love to see happen is I would like to see sales and marketing separated um, at hotels because it's too much, for, you know, it's too much, it's just too mm-hmm. much work. You know, the average seller the marketer and they're they're about 95% sales and five percent marketing because they don't yeah. have the
0: time. Right.
1: They're, they're, they're making right. contracts, they're building relationships, they're keeping relationships, they're trying to bring a new business. They do not have time yeah. to do the marketing part.
0: Yeah. My five percent when I was uh, director of sales and marketing, my five percent of marketing was the magazine people coming in <laughs> to ask me where I wanted which, which page I wanted the, uh, the ad to be on how big I wanted the ad to be. And, you know, it it's renewal time. And that was the extent of the marketing portion. And you didn't really, and you didn't even know what was the return on that. Like
1: it was no absolutely way track nothing.
0: That. Yeah, nobody, exactly. So that was wow. The extent of it. I mean, you had these, these dollars to spend and then, um, you know, you give it to the the magazine people. <laughs> That's how long ago that was. but but so yeah. What,
1: so what we've been doing is we've been combining the the marketing with revenue management. Okay. So this way you don't get that crazy booking window where you're where you're seeing all these numbers in a book for for revenue managers, they see, that they're at zero or that 3% or 5% for future numbers, the first thing they're trying to do is they're trying to lower the rates to mm-hmm. get some more numbers on the books. It's not that you don't, it's that you're not seen. No one sees you. Right, right. <laughs> like no one sees your rates. You you set a rate and hope someone discovers it. Yeah. So what we've been doing is we've been taking those rates and we've been putting it directly in front of the customer so they can actually book the room. Yeah where it be, uh, Mm. Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Mm -hmm. all social media platforms, Google, this way it makes it a lot easier, uh, for your hotel to get booked and you can circumvent the the OTAs.
2: That's so interesting. Yeah, it is. You know, it's, it's almost like it's a, it's a marketing right now, kind of Mm -hmm. like movement. It's Mm -hmm. completely different from, uh, if you just sat down and talk to somebody like, oh, well, we're going to do this. And you're like, and that's why nobody's coming, you know, <laughs> it's such a, it's such a, a different way of thinking and social media makes it possible to be direct and mm-hmm. those things to get it, you know, you can, you can put up a post in like, you know. 20 seconds and mm-hmm. have it seen and have it go out. And it, it it is. It's just it's such a different way of thinking. Yeah. And I, I I think that's the change, the movement. That's what people need to realize.
1: Yeah. I mean, everyone's on social media because they know that's where their customer is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you're 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 you can't put down your phone for 10 seconds. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> I know people it's that check their phone with them in the shower, like you oh, can't. Oh no over 10 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> is too much
0: oh gosh bruce thank you so very much for joining us tonight this was fun um we learned so much and our listeners are going to have some nice nuggets to take away as well so we appreciate you
1: yes thank you so much a pleasure being here
0: yes sir you enjoy your evening
1: okay you too
0: Thank you for listening to Don't Look Under the Bed. We appreciate your support of the show. Please subscribe, share, and leave a review. Thank
2: you.